This is the Unseminary Podcast. Stuff you wish they taught in seminary. Hey listeners, I'm Vanessa, the host of the Unseminary Podcast, where we talk about the stuff you wish they taught in seminary. I'm joined by the founder of Unseminary, Rich Birch. Hey Rich, how are you? Hey Vanessa, doing really, really well today. Super excited to be on. You know, we're, we've got one more week left in our uh, multi-site month. And so I'm pumped to be uh, on the show today and talking uh, about really church growth and multi-site, two things that I love talking about. Yeah, let's dive into it. What are we talking about today? Yeah, so today's article is called Five Church Growth Lessons for Your Church from the Multi-Site Church Movement. Uh, So there was a recent study, we keep saying this all month, we're really celebrating this recent study that Leadership Network did, where they studied, it was pretty amazing, Mm. they studied hundreds of churches, but it ended up being, um, I think the number is 1.5 million people who attend the churches that they uh, study, but the, the, something jumped out to me. Uh, you know, as as you know, we've talked a lot about church growth in the past on the podcast, and you know, the the kind of statistics for the church in general is that eighty five percent of all churches are plateaued or in decline. But actually, the multi site movement is literally like um, inverse from that. So the the study found that eighty two percent of churches. Uh, report that they're growing. So it's literally upside down from what the normal statistics on church growth are. So, mm-hmm. and 14% that they're launching uh, three to eight campuses in the next 24 months, which is a fantastic thing. So the multi-site church movement continues to gain momentum. If you're listening in and you have no plans on going multi-site, you should continue to listen in uh, because even if you're not, um, you know, if you're not thinking about multi-site, uh, I think there's lessons for all of our churches from the multi-site church movement. And so uh, that's really what we want to kind of dive into that today and and learn more from. Yeah, well, let's start talking about it. Let's chat about releasing volunteers drives church growth. Yeah, so the key success factor in multi-site in any multi-site church launch is the size and health of the volunteer core. We've come back to this many times again. You know, over the thirteen launches and all you know all that I've been a part of, uh, there's a lot of other things that we could talk about. Maybe it's campus pastor, maybe it's location, maybe it's funding, whatever those kind of things. But but really, what we've seen is uh, the key success factor in really the launch and then also the kind of subsequent growth are those churches that are releasing more volunteers are seeing more success, frankly. And so, um, you know, we've seen time and again in the campuses I've been a part of that two thirds of the volunteers in the new lo- new location are brand new to volunteering. I've never seen the kind of volunteer engagement process um, as healthy as launching new campuses. It really is kind of the best way to do that. And what happens when you launch new campuses or you get new volunteers is those people, uh, you know, because they have to change things in their lives, uh, they end up telling friends about it, which then ultimately means that, um, you know, that that your church grows because they're talking to their friends. And we know that ultimately those uh, churches that are growing are ones where people are talking about their church. So the question I have for you, each one of these five, regardless of whether your church is going multi-site or not, we've got kind of a question for you. And the question in this first one is, what could your church do in the coming 12 months that would release 75, 100, 150 brand new volunteers? Because launching a new campus will do that. It will it will free up brand new volunteers for your church. And so my question for you is, if you're not launching a campus, what could you do in this coming year to really release new volunteers? That's a good question to chew on. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Uh, So healthy things multiply healthy things. So let's talk about churches multiplying churches. 
Yeah, so one of the really cool changes kind of in the multi-site church movement is that we're, we're seeing grandchild campuses grow. So for a long time, one of the criticisms of uh, the multi-site church movement was, well, it's really all the campuses are just being hived off from one location. It's not really multiplication. Multiplication is, uh, you know, you you have kids who have kids. Um, you know, you ultimately kind of pass on uh, your DNA. Mm-hmm. Healthy, Like you said, <laughs> healthy things multiply. And what we're found in the most recent statistic is that 34 percent of multi-site churches are reporting that they have grandchild campuses. <laughs> this is great news because what it's showing is that it's the, the movement is he- is becoming more healthy and it's also uh, entering a new phase of accelerated growth, not just kind of uh, actually true exponential growth, not just kind of additional growth. So, um, you know, I, this is an important distinction for us as we think about multi-site. It's really moving beyond just addition, but really ultimately multiplication. If you're going to have exponential impact Impact and see the message of Jesus ultimately penetrate your culture and our broader culture, we're going to need exponential churches. We're going to need churches that figure out how to do that. And that's really what the multi-site church movement is all about. So the question for you is this, what could your, your church do in the next 12, 24, 48 months that would result in two new expressions of your church? Not one new expression, but two new expressions. What, what could that look like for you to have that kind of uh, exponential growth in your community? I really like in this portion of the article, you talk about um, sort of that snowball effect and how a country can be impacted with the message of Jesus. And thinking this through, you know, multiplying and having grandfather churches it's incredible to think what the world could look like if there was Jesus in all of it. Absolutely. You know, and I, to me, this is one of the hopeful kind of um, silver linings on the mm-hmm. multi-site church movement is we're still finding half of um, multi-site churches haven't gone beyond two or three locations. And so, and there's already, um, you know, millions of people, I don't have the statistics on, on, you know, hand, uh, that are attending in multi-site churches. And we know that nothing launches, which I think we're going to talk about here in a little bit, nothing makes new Christians better than new campuses or new Mm. churches. And, and so there's all kinds of opportunity kind of lying dormant in existing multi-site churches that haven't got to kind of this grandchild stage yet. Uh, There's opportunity to really reach all kinds of new people. I was just literally talking with a church leader earlier today who reached out to me and said, Hey, you know, we've kind of feel like we've saturated all our, you know, campuses Mm -hmm. within the, in the half an hour area. We're looking to go beyond that. And you know, what should we do? Any advice to go beyond that? And so I, my advice to them was look at your existing locations and say, are there any other of those campuses that seem healthy enough? to launch something within half an hour of them rather than just half an hour of the existing mm-hmm. location. So um, yeah, lots of opportunity there. And yeah, huge opportunity for the message of Jesus. Absolutely. Well, I think that's something that you have to ask yourself too, is what's driving you behind it, right? What should be driving us is the gospel, right? Is that absolutely, that's fair, absolutely. right? So, and yep, totally. you sort of alluded to our next point, new growth follows new strategies. So let's chat about that. Yeah. So the reality for many churches today is that multi-site is still considered a novel idea. I have to remember this because I've been involved for almost 20 years, but it really, there's a lot of churches that they look at it and they say, oh, this seems like a new thing. Yes. Uh, multi-site is an innovative approach. Yes. Uh, multi-site is going to stress your system to try something new. You know, yes, there's risk uh, inherent in the multi-site novel and the multi-site approach because it is something, you know, novel and new. Uh, but, you know, my encouragement for you 
is you might not be thinking a multi, about multi-site, which is totally fine. Yeah, I get that. But what I would encourage you to do is to take inspiration from these multi-site churches to say, hey, what can we do in our church that's new and novel that we haven't done before? I love that You know, Craig Groeschel says that. If we're going to reach new people, if we're going to reach people that no one else is reaching, we're going to have to try things that no one else is trying. And you know, the unmistakable evidence is that the multi-site church movement, there's all kinds of churches in that movement that are trying new things. They're willing to try new things to reach new people. So my question for you today is what could your church do in the next year that would be new that you've never tried before? If it's not multi-site, you know, how could you invest time, effort, and energy into something that you're not doing today that's going to try to reach people who currently aren't at your church? Because ultimately that should be the drive of what we do, we're doing. You know, we're passionate here at Unseminary about creating churches that that really ultimately reach people who aren't in the church. We're not trying to just move people from other churches. We're trying to reach people who aren't connected, you know, to any church today. And multi-site is seeing that happen in all kinds of locations. There's lots of evidence towards that. My question for you is what can you do if it's not multi-site? What is it? What is the thing that you could try that you could take a new risk on? Yeah, absolutely. I think too, like you have to press into that feeling of it's uncomfortable. The change is uncomfortable, the stress and the unknown of going multi-site. But if you think of the opportunity and the leverage that you have within your community and to be sharing the gospel of Jesus, I think that that's worth pressing into that feeling of being uncomfortable. Absolutely. Absolutely. All right. Well, you've, you already mentioned it, but we're going to talk about things. Nothing makes new Christians better than new campuses or churches. Yeah. So a few years ago, our good friend, uh, Warren Bird, uh, was commissioned to look at the impact. Really, it answers this um, age-old question, or at least it's been, you know, for the last two decades, this question, you know, what's better from a, you know, reaching new Christians point of view? Is it launching new campuses or is it launching new churches, church planting or campus expansion? Now, there's all kinds of fascinating results. There's a link in the show notes today or in the article today about this study where, where Warren actually dives into it and we talk about the 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 um, kind of learnings from that, but what came out of that study was really either launching new campuses or launching a new church, kind of straight up church planting. Though both of them are uh, about statistically average on um, reaching new people, that they have the kind of same ability to reach new people. But an even more poignant uh, result came out of that. It would appear that most of the church's impact for the gospel happens within its first five years of existence. So this is intuitively true. You think about this, you know, when you're first getting started, your church is like the most passionate as ever is about reaching people who aren't connected. And then I think there's something happens, kind of settles in, you know, you reach critical mass for whatever reason, kind of this idea about reaching people who've never been before starts to chill. And so the thing that I love about campus expansion is it keeps this idea of reaching new people in the forefront of a church. It keeps it at the front of, you know, the, the leadership. It keeps us thinking about it time and again. So my question for you, if it's not about reaching new, if it's not about launching campuses, if it's not about setting out and saying, hey, we're going to launch something new in this new year, you know, what could your church do in this next year that would result in a reignition of the evangelism culture in your church? What practical steps could you take in your church to reach people who aren't currently in your church or really any church in your community? And the clear evidence is that that really that comes your two best options for that are either launching a campus or uh, or really launching out a brand new church plant. And so my encouragement for you is I hope, you know, I, and, you know, I've got a little bit of email this month for people that are like, listen, I'm not interested in multi-site. I'm like, that's fine. 
what I do want you to be interested in is in reaching new people. And so if it's not multi-site, what is it? What is that thing that you could do to reach new people? And statistically, it would appear that actually launching campuses or church planning are, are, is at the very top of the list. It's the thing that you should be thinking about. I think this next point is golden. Faith is spelled risk. Yes. Yeah, so faith is spelled R-I-S-K. K. A good friend of mine, Tim Lucas, said this years ago in a message, and it has stuck with me. Fear is believing that something that hasn't happened is going to happen. Faith is the belief that something that hasn't happened is going to happen. So they really are the same thing. Both fear and faith are the same thing. I I, Earlier, uh, so this was, I guess, last week, I emailed out to my list and I said, hey, what are your fears around launching multi-site? And I got, my inbox got overrun. Uh, but <laughs> the thing about fear is that that it's very close to faith. It's it, there's a there's a really close cousin between both fear and faith. And so the thing that inspires me about so many multi-site church leaders is that they have leaned in to say we are going to lean into faith. We're going sure, we're going to run the ramp of reason. We're going to do our research. We're going to do what we can, but ultimately we're going to take a leap of faith. We're going to step out and do something that we've never done before. And I think that the Lord um, honors us when we do that, when we do things that we've never done before. We take this faith step as a church leader. Uh, I do think God meets you there. Uh, you know, so what could you do as a church leader that would move your leadership beyond a place of faith, uh, beyond, I'm sorry, beyond just kind of where you are today into a place of faith or fear maybe even, and that you should try it. What are you willing to do today that you're not sure is will work, that's got some amount of risk to it that could potentially fail, that could really help you impact your community, another community? I think multi-site is that for people who are listening in today. I know that there are church leaders that are listening in who are thinking, hmm, they've been been wondering for these last few years, maybe multi-site is what we should do. And they're frankly scared. They're not sure whether they should do it. Well, my my encouragement, hopefully this whole month, you've, you've heard us trying to give you ideas, practical help, free videos, interviews with people, all that stuff is trying to help you get to the point where you say, you know what? 2020 is going to be the year we're going to launch a new campus. It's the year that we're going to j- take the jump. We're going to say, hey, let's try this new thing. And so, yes, um, y- I want you to be inspired by these multi-site church leaders that we've been talking talking to. It may not be that God's calling your church to launch uh, a campus, uh, but if it's not that, what is it? What is the thing that you're a little bit fearful of? You're like, you're not sure it will work. It's got some risk associated. I'd love for you to lean in and to try that, to make that decision, to write it down and say, hey, we're going to do that in this coming year. Absolutely. Well, Rich, we've been talking about multi-site all month and we have this incredible offer. Tell me about it. Yeah, so we've been doing this free three-part video series. Now, I want you uh, to still uh, reach out and do this video. What you can do, it's just called freemultisitevideos.com. If you go there and enter your email address, we'll send you all the videos. So if you haven't got the first couple, the last one actually comes out today. So if this is early in the day, you could get in and you'll still get it. If it's before 9 a.m., if it's after 9 a.m., still go in and enter that. If it's in the future, go and do that and we'll send you all the videos. Uh, The last video is called Five Dirty Secrets of the Multisite Church Movement. What I wanted to do, I kind of saved the best for last. Uh, Really what we do is we pick up the rock and look under the underbelly of this movement and to try to help you and your leadership as you're thinking about campus expansion in the future. And so I would love for you to go and sign up for those videos. Even if you haven't, you know, if this is a year's in advance, if you go to multi-site, free multi-site enter your email address or go to the link at the bottom of this article and enter your email address. We'll send you all the videos so that you can participate uh, and get the good learning. The response, frankly, has been super 
super humbling from people. They really enjoyed the videos and they have found it helpful and motivating. So I'm hoping it'll continue to help people for, you know, a long time to come. Absolutely. Well, listeners, thank you so much for tuning in today. You can see the full article and our other podcasts at unseminary.com. Thank you.